Praise God. Brother Easter, come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. I greet you in the only name that saves. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I'm glad to be in a Jesus name church. Praise God, because I believe we are the chosen. We are the peculiar. We are the ones that have been called out of the Gentiles. The Bible says a people for his name. How many of y'all here are for the name of Jesus? I love the name of Jesus. I celebrate the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That name is what sanctifies. That name is what identifies. The Lord said, my people. What people are that, Lord? The ones that are called by my name. <laughs> Woo, I'm so glad I have the name tonight. I'm glad of the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm so, so overflowing with appreciation and thanksgiving for this wonderful opportunity to be with you all. Amen. This past week. I believe this is about maybe my fourth year in a row. My fourth year in a row. Amen. Uh, September, Easter in September. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it is such a thrill. And, um, and of course, this year was a little different because of the circumstances. And uh, I just didn't realize how much, even being here in your presence, how much I missed you. You know, being able to fellowship with you and go out and have meals together and just even hang around the church more, you know. But because of the situation, you know, we have to use caution. But uh, I want you guys to know I love y'all so very, very much. And you are very, very special to me. Amen. And I, I'm praying, and it, and it might be a real good possibility that next time I'm able to bring my family with me. Amen. Yes. Yes, indeed. I would, I would love that. And uh, I've talked with them about it. And, uh, and they, you know, they, they seem to be pretty excited of the, the possibility. And uh, so I, I would really love that a lot to get you all to meet them. Praise God. I want to honor uh, Bishop and Sister Joe Strand. And uh, we was able to have a little fellowship birthday dinner today. Amen. And it was so nice just talking with them and enjoying their company. And uh, Pastor and Sister Joe Strand, just amazing. Seems like the more I come up here, <clears throat> the more I get to know you guys and the, the more I just love y'all. Amen. Amen. I appreciate that so much. And uh, upon uh, going to the house earlier today, as Pastor dropped me off, he handed me a little card. And uh, Shavana, Shavon, she made a little card. And when I, I was like, what, what, what is this? And it was written on there. It said, uh, thank you, Brother Easter, for you have given us hope. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the sweetest thing. And good penmanship, too, by the way. Very good penmanship. 
Amen. And, and that, that just touched my heart. Little things like that mean so much. Speaking with all of you all in the vestibule on the way in. You know, I just got to say, this has got to be one of the friendliest churches in Ohio. I mean, just beautiful, wonderful, wonderful spirit here. And I'll tell you what, man, if I lived, if I lived within 50 miles of this place, this would be my home church right here. I'm telling you if, you, if you are looking for a church to make your home, this is it. No need to go nowhere else. Come right here. This is it. Praise the Lord. And my, man, didn't the Holy Ghost move this morning? Wow, that was so, that was so interesting and incredible and how the Spirit moved. And it's kind of scary sometimes, <laughs> you know, when you're like, uh-oh, Lord, I don't know. Is this the direction you want me to go in? And God said, just step out on the water. And uh, the Lord just did marvelous things. I felt a lifting and a healing and some assurance come in at places where it really needed to be. And I thank the Lord. He knows what we need. Amen. And so tonight, um, I feel led to, to go in this particular direction. And uh, we have a young lady that's going to be baptized tonight. Praise God. And uh, you know what? I'm just going ahead and declare she's not going to be the only one. All right. Amen. Amen. You know what? I'm just believing God that before this service is over, there are going to be some more folks that's going to walk in. I believe God that there's people that's watching by live stream that's going to say, you know what? I need to get down to that church tonight and get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe God is well able to do it. Praise God. And I just trust the Lord that this message is going to touch people's hearts because the greatest need of the hour is salvation. Salvation is the greatest need of the hour and is the heartbeat of God that all will come to repentance and be saved. So tonight I want to invite you to go with me to the New Testament book of Galatians. The book of Galatians and we're going to look at chapter 4. And I'm going to read verse number 22 to 26 and then 30 and 31 from the book of Galatians chapter 4. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church and Paul said, For it is written that Abraham had two sons. Now any of you that have spent any time in Sunday school, you know, Father Abraham had many sons. <laughs> And many sons had Father Abraham. Now, now here we're going to focus on just two. Abraham had two sons. One by a bondmaid. The other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman, he was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory. These things serve as types and shadows and examples. For these are the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage. That's Agar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. And answereth to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. Jerusalem, which now is. However... But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. 
Now we're going to skip down to verse 30 and 31. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Amen. Hallelujah. Our mother is Jerusalem, which is the mother of us all. From this text of scripture for the next few minutes, I want to speak to you this message which comes in a form of a question. What's your mama name? What's your mama name? Hallelujah. When this service is over, anytime anyone walk up to you and ask you that question, you better be ready to give them the right answer. What's your mama name? Let's pray together. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, your word is so wonderful. Your word is our daily bread. Father, we are hungry at the master's table. We pray right now, God, that you would feed us revelation. Refeed, feed us, Lord God. God, feed us, Lord. Lord God, and let us never leave like we came in. We pray, Lord, for those that are watching by live stream, that your Holy Spirit will move right where they are, Lord God. Wake somebody up. Let somebody's eyes be open. Help them to see their need today. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do in the name of Jesus. And the whole church say amen. amen. <clears throat> Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise, shall we? Come on, the Bible says, clap your hands, clap your hands. The Bible says. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. What's your mama's name? What's your mama's name? Praise the Lord. I must confess I have preached this message years ago. It's probably one of the first messages I've ever preached when I started evangelizing. As a matter of fact, this message started as a simple Bible study on my job at lunchtime. And um, I had a little Bible study. And there was a lot of little Bible studies at lunchtime. Different people gathered around in little groups. And I was a brand new convert, actually. And I was just interested in what everybody was teaching. So I would go around and visit these different Bible studies. And I uh, began to realize that everyone didn't teach the same thing and everyone didn't believe the same thing. And so, you know, I got a little frustrated. Some of those Bible studies, you know, uh, they, they were kind of good. I learned some stuff, but then some of them was just incredibly dumb. I mean, there were guys that memorized a few scriptures and called themselves pastors such and such and people that didn't know any better, man, they just, just flocked around them just because they heard them say a few words of scripture and I said you know what Lord I said I don't want to go to these Bible studies and listen to all this stuff all this false doctrine and and people teaching stuff that's coming out of the left side of their neck Lord God I want the word so I said you know what God I'm gonna start my own Bible study and the Lord said okay this is what I want you to do I want you to start with just two or three people and now all it takes is two or three hallelujah he said if you can get two or three I'm gonna be right there in the midst and so I got my little group of two or three guys and every day at lunchtime we was out there and I'm reading the word and, and then all these different arguments was going on. All, all these different religious groups. It seemed like they were all against one another. 
You had the, uh, the Trinitarians against the Jesus onlys and, and you had the Mormons against the Jehovah Witnesses and it was a big mess. And I said, Lord, when I, when I have my Bible study group, I don't want all this fighting and stuff going on. So the Lord said, well, I'm going to give you a three-fold plan. I said, okay, God. He said, when you begin your Bible study, number one, win the people to you. Help them to enjoy you. Help them to trust you. Win the people to you. Just have a good time. And I will be there to bless. I said, okay, Lord. He said, once you win the people to you, step number two, win them to the word. The word. And again, going more into doctrinal teaching. He said, in the third step, and after you have won them to the word, win them to me. <laughs> Glory to God. I said, well, God, I believe that's a good plan. And it worked. I mean, in a matter of weeks, we had, I had 20 people, 30 people, bosses and supervisors were sitting in. One, one fella got up and said, Brother Easter, you don't need to be meeting out here in the, in the hot sun. We got a training trailer you can sit in, air conditioned. I said, isn't it God good? <laughs> My, it was, getting, it was getting bigger and more and more people were coming. And pastor, it was, it was exciting. And folks were coming in, in, in all different groups and all different denominations. And it was wonderful. Now that everybody was there, the Lord said, now win them to me. I want you to take the next few weeks and teach on salvation. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. And the first subject, he said, I want you to take this whole week and teach on faith. And then after that, I want you to teach on repentance. I mean, it was beautiful. Everybody was in agreement with it. Everybody loved it. And then he said, the next week, I want you to preach on baptism. Right. And that's when it got a little sticky. Because <laughs> I tell you what, man, if there is no subject that's more divisive in the religious world, it's baptism. You got people that believe all you need to do is get sprinkled. You got people that believe that all you need to do is get what they call Christian as a baby. Um, some people believe all you need to do is go down to the river and dip three times. There are others that believe that you got to say Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And then there are those that believe that there's no salvation in none other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. But I've come to understand there's only one Lord. And there's only one faith. And there's only one baptism. And there is only one church. And there's one gospel. And there is one way to be saved. And the Bible shows us that way. I told my students, I said, any preacher that comes along and tell you anything that's in the scripture, you ought to be able to stop them and say, show me that in two or three other places. Because the Bible interprets itself. Yeah. And man, I tell you what, I got the teaching on water baptism, and you talk about that place getting quiet. Boy, it got so quiet, you could hear your hair growing. That's quiet. Especially y'all bald head brothers. <laughs> but man, I tell you what, God gave me this topic. God gave me these scriptures I want to share with you tonight. And I tell you, man, it, it, it started a revolution. I mean, when I got done, you either got in or you got out. You were either happy what you heard or you got really upset. And I got a little bit of both of those. 
One guy stood up and after I gave him a whole page full of scriptures, he stood up and said, I don't know about you and all you people listening to Brother Easter, but he's a false prophet. I said, excuse me? He said, you a false prophet. You said this, you said that. I said, brother, look at those scriptures I gave you. I didn't write none of that. All of it is the word of God. Let me tell you folks, we need to love the word of God more than we love tradition. We need to love the word of God more than what somebody else say. We need to be people of the word. Hallelujah. And so the greatest need, the greatest need of the hour is that you and I, our friends, our loved ones be saved. And there's only one plan. There's only one way we must, everyone say must. must. There are no other alternatives. You have no other choices except a man is born again of the water and of the spirit. You can't enter the kingdom. Jesus said that. So if that's the case, then by all means, help me to know how to be born of the water and of the spirit. Because I want to make heaven my home. Amen? Praise God. So in the scriptures today, we read here in our opening text about Father Abraham. Abraham, in this scripture, the Bible points out he had two sons. One was born of the bondwoman after the flesh. Don't you know being born of the flesh is never good enough? That's why you must be born again of the spirit. Because that which of flesh is flesh. But that which of the spirit is what? Spirit. Hallelujah. Now Abraham not only had two sons. Let's go to the book of Genesis if you will. <clears throat> Chapter 25 of the first book of the Bible. And we're going to look at Abraham. Because God had promised Abraham... That he would be the father of many nations. That he would have lots and lots of children. In Genesis chapter 25. Everybody there with me. Verse number 1. Then again. Everyone say again. again. Boy Abraham was a busy fella as you will be able to see. Then again Abraham took a wife. Her name was Keturah. And she bare him Zimran and Jokshan. And Medan, and Median, and Ishbak, and Shua, and Joshan begat Sheba, and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan, they were Asherim, and Letushim, and Liam. And, and the sons of Median, there was Ephor, and Ephor, and Hanak, and Abadiah, Elder. All these, all these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham, watch this, watch this. Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. But unto the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts. He sent them away from Isaac his son while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. Now Abraham had all these children. Abraham had all these wives. He had Sarah. He had Keturah. He had concubines. And he had children from all of these different women. Now when it came time for Abraham to give out the inheritance. 
as it was the custom in those days. When the father felt like he, he didn't have more, much time to live, he would call all his children in and he would give them their inheritance. Amen. So Abraham called all of his sons in and he had all of their gifts in order and he gave this one a gift and he gave that one a gift and he gave this one a gift and they were so excited. Man, look what daddy gave me. Oh, this is a blessing. And when Abraham had given all of them gifts, he said, now, depart from me and move to the east country. Why? Because he didn't want them to be in fellowship with Isaac. Because he gave them gifts. Everyone say gifts. Yes. Everyone say sent away. away. He gave them gifts and he sent them away. However, to Isaac, he gave all that he had. Hallelujah. Now, I'm thinking, why Isaac? Of all the kids, why did Isaac get all that the father had? Was it because Isaac was the firstborn? No, that wasn't the reason. Was it because Isaac was better behaved than anybody? No, that wasn't the reason. But what was it? What was it that made Isaac stand out from all the rest of the kids? Why did Isaac get everything? The answer is... He had the right mother. Abraham had many different wives. Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. You remember the story, Sarah was barren. She couldn't have any children. Can you imagine the promise of God was given to her and she wasn't being fruitful? What was wrong with Sarah? Let me tell you what was wrong with Sarah. The Bible says her womb was dead. It wasn't possible for Sarah to have kids. No matter how many times they tried, Sarah could not get pregnant. Her womb was dead. And Abraham pleaded with God and said, Lord, remember your promise. And Sarah got older and Abraham got older and they both got older till finally Abraham was like, I ain't praying no more. This woman is 90 years old. And God said, it could be she's not old enough. Excuse me? She's 90 years old, Lord. Look at her. And God says, she's just right. And the Lord moved on Sarah. And she got pregnant. So that child that was born to Sarah was born of the promise of God. It wasn't a natural thing. It was a supernatural thing. Isaac was born of the spirit. All the other kids were born of the flesh. And so God said to them, I'm going to give gifts. I'm going to send them away. But to Isaac, because he had the right mama, he's going to get all that I have. Woo, glory to God. Let me tell you something, saints of God. I'll never be satisfied with just gifts. I want more than just gifts. Hallelujah. You know what? I want everything God has. 
I want everything. If God said it belongs to me, I want it, Lord. Every promise in the book, I want it, Lord. I don't want to just come to church and get a blessing. I, everybody can get blessings, but I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. I don't want to just come to church and fill up a chair. I want everything God has for me. And what determines whether you get it all depends on what's your mama name. Your mama name Hagar, you might get some gifts, but you're going to be sent away. But if your mama is Sarah, whoo, hallelujah, you're going to get everything, everything God has. Can you say amen? Amen. So it depends not on who the father is, because all the kids can claim Abraham's my daddy. In fact, when the Lord taught us to pray, he said, pray in this manner, our father. Hallelujah. So people claim all the time, God is my father. God is my father. And that's wonderful. And that's great. But what the real question is, what's your mama name? Because that determines whether you get all he has for you. Hallelujah. In the book of Revelation, we find two mothers. There are two mothers in the book of Revelation. Go there with me, if you will. The 17th chapter of the book of Revelation. And let's, let's examine this mother that's in the 17th chapter. Oh, hallelujah. Revelation chapter 17, beginning at verse number 3. If you're there with me, say amen. John said, he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And John, what did you see? He said, I saw a woman. Now I want you to pay close attention to the Bible's description of this woman. I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy. Everyone say blasphemy. That, that can't be good. That can't be good. She's sitting on a beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. Now this woman, she was arrayed or she was clothed in purple and scarlet color. That's the colors of royalty. Which means this woman was powerful. And notice how she was dressed. She was decked with gold and decked with precious stones and decked with pearls. I mean she was sharp. She had a golden cup in her hand, but look what was in it, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. This woman looked great. She looked awesome, but inside she was filthy. And notice verse number five, upon her forehead was a name written, mystery. Babylon the great, the mother, the mother, the mother, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Wow, what a woman. She was powerful. She was beautiful, but she was dangerous. Verse 6, I saw the woman. She was drunk, not with wine in the golden cup but she was drunk with the blood of the saints this woman is not your friend 
and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus oh my word let me you know what that means that means just because it looks good don't mean it's good everything that glitters ain't gold just because it's massive and beautiful and pleasant to the eyes that doesn't mean it comes from God let me tell you something if you ever are in the mind of finding a church and looking for a church home don't choose the biggest church in town don't choose the biggest church in town or the most popular church in town don't choose a church because who the preacher is or how many people you know go there but when you choose a church you better choose a church that's preaching in the truth you better choose if it ain't got but five people in the congregation I'd rather be in church with five people than five thousand people on their way to hell hallelujah don't go by what you see because what you see can be deceiving this woman was big she was powerful she was dead but she had a cup in her hand and she was drunk off the blood of the saints, the martyrs of Jesus. And John said, when I, when I saw her, when I saw her, I would have I think John would have said, it made me sick to my stomach. But he didn't say that. He said, when I saw her, I, I looked at her with great admiration. Because even, even as evil as she was, you couldn't help but admire her power. You couldn't help but admire her presentation. She looked awesome this church this woman represents false religion false religion don't look false otherwise people wouldn't go but false religion looks big it's beautiful it's awe inspiring it can take your breath away I remember a couple of years ago I traveled to St. Paul Minnesota as we were driving along, we saw this beautiful dome in the midst of the city. And I was like, wow, what is that? And he said, that's St. Paul's Cathedral. I said, i never seen a building like that. It is awesome. It's beautiful. He said, would you like to go by? I said, yeah, I want to take pictures. We got out the car and I mean, it was so elaborate in the decorations and the marble statues. And that was just on the outside. He said, let's see if we can go in. He walked to the front door, opened up that massive door, and it was open. And when I walked inside of that cathedral, I mean, it was my footsteps. You could hear echoes. And the ceilings were massive, and it had artwork like Michelangelo. And they had marble statues and gold and, and beautiful marble floors and all these columns. It was breathed. I was like, wow. It really would take your breath away. It was so massive. I mean, it was almost like, I can just picture, heaven would look like this. And you could, you could see the millions of dollars that is put into this place. And then I looked around and then I saw statues of Mary. And I saw people kneeling down and praying to Mary. And I said, uh-uh, that's not right. And I started walking around and there was a whole column of, of confessional doors where you could go into these little private rooms and, and tell all your sins to the priest. And I said, mm-mm. The Bible says confess your sins to him. 
then I walked over a little more and was watching and it was this beautiful uh, uh, whatever it was it was like a bird bath like it was made out of gold <laughs> and there was water in it and people was going by and and and, and they was taking that water and then the priest would take the water and, and, and sprinkle it on people holy water and I said uh-uh ain't nothing about that in the Bible there is a mother out there and she is not the church she's the false church she's false doctrine now the scripture says this woman this massive massive woman royalty this woman of power she gave birth to harlots which means the false church gave birth to other false churches and they came out of her so this false church gave birth to what we call denominations because you know there ain't no denominations in the Bible are y'all with me tonight yeah. ain't no denominations in the Bible you know what a denomination is denomination that very word comes from the financial world in the bank they know about denominations you go to the bank with a $100 bill and you go up to the teller and say listen uh, I want to get change they say what denominations in other words how you want this split up how do you want this money divided let me tell you something God's church is not split up God's church is not a denomination I'm so glad I'm not part of a denomination denominations came from this mother of harlots this massive false religion and she gave birth to churches that broke away from her and because these little denominations began to develop out of her she called her children rebellious and protested because they protested her and that's where we get the word Protestant oh yes Protestant churches what are some of the Protestant churches Methodist is a Protestant church Baptist is a Protestant church Episcopalian is a Protestant church Lutheran is a Protestant church our church not Protestant because <laughs> we didn't come from that woman Amen. we were born Woo! glory to God hallelujah and when the day of Pentecost was fully come glory hallelujah Jesus said I'm gonna build my church I'm gonna build my church Woo! glory to God <laughs> we are not of the Protestant movement glory to God and all these churches broke away from the Roman church all these churches protested against the Roman church and they began their own different little works and over the centuries they developed to what we have today Protestant churches of different belief systems but you know something even though the Methodists believe are different from the Baptists and the Baptists believe different from the Lutheran and the Lutheran are different from the whatever else they are they all got one thing in common they all got one thing in common they all baptize the same way 
I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That started in Rome. The year was 325 A.D. When the Council of Nicaea was formed. And they began to lay out the doctrine of their church. And they worshipped Mary and they lighted candles and they prayed to all of the saints. And on top of all of that, they said, we're going to change the baptism that's in the Bible. The baptism in the Bible says, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And that mother, that mother said, no, we're going to change it to Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And all the Protestant churches baptized the same way to this very day and there are some of you right now the way you were baptized you were baptized according to the Catholic Church not according to the Apostles doctrine wait 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 there's another mother there's another mother the 12th chapter oh my my the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation Somebody told me one time, I said, you know, Brother Easter, you need to be careful getting up there and preaching against the Catholic Church. I said, I need to be careful of telling the truth. Amen. If you get offended, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not. I'm doing my job. Yeah. In fact, I haven't preached good until I let get, somebody got mad. <laughs> somebody got to get mad. <laughs> Revelation chapter 12. There's another mother. Watch this. Watch this. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed not with pearls, not decked out with gold and silver. Uh-uh, no, no, no. She was clothed with the sun. She had the glory wrapped around her. And the moon was under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, pain to be delivered. She was pregnant. She was about to give birth. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns. That sounds familiar. And seven crowns upon his heads. His tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood by the woman which was ready to be delivered. Why? To devour her child as soon as it was born. Now you notice the mother of harlots, no devils hanging around her. Because she belonged to the devil. But the true mother, about to give birth. That devil was awaiting. And you know something? The devil ain't changed. He still wants to kill babies. And he was waiting for that child to be born. Oh, hallelujah. And verse number five. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. What happened to her baby? What happened? Did the devil get her baby? Did the devil get that baby? What the Bible says. And her child, her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Her baby got caught up. Before the devil could do anything to her baby, her baby got caught up. Let me tell you something. If you are interested in getting caught up, if you have any desire to get caught up, then you better make sure you got the right mama. Oh, hallelujah.
hallelujah you better make sure you got the right mama because the one that's got the right mama the devil's gonna come against you the devil gonna try to hinder you the devil is set to destroy you but the devil can't do nothing because we got a God that's gonna get us out of here that, woo, he's gonna catch us up to be with him forever hallelujah you gotta have the right mama you gotta have the right mama what's your mama name what's your mama name somebody asked me one time I said, well brother Easter I don't I, I don't quite understand this thing how can I know I I want to know what my mama name is I know who my father is and let me tell you something it's not enough just to have God as your father the Bible says to many as received him to them he gave power to become the sons of God not be the sons of God but to become the Holy Ghost is only one part of it you need more than just the Holy Ghost you come to him he'll give you power but there's still more for you to do you must be baptized in water for your sins to be remitted you say but I got the Holy Ghost is that enough no ask Cornelius while Peter was yet speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. For they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. Then Peter said, who can forbid water that these should not be baptized as well as we? And he commanded them. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. <laughs> you need the Holy Ghost and you need water baptism I said you need the Holy Ghost and you need water baptism you can't do one without the other you must have both and God baptizes with the Holy Ghost and he's good at it he's good at it when you get the Holy Ghost you get the real deal he's good at it he's the one that pour out his spirit upon all flesh but that where the problem comes in is man's part. We baptize in water. God said, you do the water baptism, I'll do the spirit baptism. So God don't have any problems pouring out his spirit. The problem comes with us baptizing in the water. So the devil said, I can't mess with God. But if I can confuse them and teach them that there's another way. There's more than one baptism. You know the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Pants on fire. The devil is a liar. There's only one baptism that heaven recognizes. Only one. Well, Brother Easter, how can I know if I got the right mother? This is how you know. If you got the right mother, you need to check your birth certificate. born again some people don't even remember I asked somebody one time I said are you saved absolutely how'd you get saved uh, don't have a clue were you baptized yeah I was baptized how was it done uh, man I'm so glad we're in a church that take time to teach we're in a church that'll teach you the word. Jesus said, teach all nations, baptize them, and teach them some more. And keep on teaching. Because you need to know what you're doing. You need to know why you're doing it. And so we got people out here 
amen, claiming they're saved and they're no bit more saved than a doorknob on a door. And they can't answer you. They can't, all they can do is repeat some religious stuff they heard somebody else say. No, sir, we need to know what we believe and we need to believe what we know. And when we, when you get baptized, we're going to teach you what's going on. We're going to teach you what's happening. Oh, glory to God. The apostle Paul said we are buried with him in baptism. When we go down in that water, it's a watery grave and all of our sins are buried. And we come up out that water, hallelujah, walking in the newness of life. Glory to God, identifying with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. How do I know who my mother is? Check your birth certificate. How were you born? How were you baptized? Uh, uh, I, I, I will sprinkle. Well, you better get baptized again. Because I'm telling you right now, there is no evidence, there is no example of anybody in the Bible being sprinkled. Nowhere. Were you baptized, sir? Well, uh, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You need to get in line. What are you talking about? It's in the Bible. Sure is. Jesus said it. But did you look at what he said? You got to read it for yourself. He said, Teach all nations, baptizing all nations somebody said it was just for the Jews I said you calling God a liar God said all nations the whole world falls into one of three categories either you a Jew or you a Gentile if you're mixed you a Samaritan that's it and that gospel was preached to the Jews in Acts chapter 2 it went to the Samaritans in Acts chapter 8 and God opened the door to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10 and they were all baptized the same way in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah for the remission of sins that's the only that's the only baptism that works that's it well I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost because Jesus said so I said, well, let me tell you something. Show me anywhere, anywhere in the Bible. I double dare you. Open your Bible and show me where anybody was ever baptized and somebody said, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Show me! Glory to God. I'm from Missouri. Show me. The Bible is our guide. The Bible is our evidence. I don't care what T.D. Jake said. I don't care what Creflo Dollar said. I don't care what that lady Joyce, whatever her name is, says. I don't care what nothing, none of them people say. Show me in the word of God. Show me right there in the word of God where somebody was baptized that way. You know something? You can't find it. You can't find it because they understood. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. I don't know if your preacher understand it, but I know Peter understood it. I don't know if this one over here understand it, but I know Matthew understood it. And when I look at what they did, hallelujah, that is our example. Glory to God. Jesus said everybody, everybody, all nations, no matter who you are, who you think you are, you must be baptized in the name of the Father in the name of the Son in the name of the Holy Ghost you've got to know the name the name the name the name what is the name of the Father Jesus 
John chapter 5, verse number 43. Jesus said, I have come to you in my Father's name. Woo, hallelujah. How did he get his Father's name? Because the scripture says he hath inherited a name that is high above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to the glory of the Father. The name is the glory of the Father. Jesus is the Father's name. What's the Father's name? Jesus. What's the name of the Son? Jesus. Matthew 1, verse number 21. That angel came to Mary and said, Don't fear. Don't you fear that Holy One is in you? Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Because he's going to save his people from their sins. He said, Baptize all nations, everybody, in the name of the Holy Ghost. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Glory to God. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and 26, I'll pray the Father to send you another comforter. See, I got to go. I can't stay here with you like this. But I'm, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm coming back. And when the Holy Ghost comes, it's coming in my name. Woo, hallelujah. His name is Jesus. The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. There is no, there's no other name. There's no other name. Glory to God. And the devil don't mind you coming to church. The devil don't mind you shouting and dancing and all the stuff you do. But he do not want you to go down in that water in that name. He'll give you every other way to do it. Sprinkle and be washed this way and that way. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But he hates the name because the name brings the blood. And the blood brings remission of sin. How many glad you know the name? glad you've been baptized in the name hallelujah hallelujah what's your mama name well if you were baptized father son and holy ghost guess who your mama is it's Rome because that's where that started not in the Bible but it started in Rome when they developed the popes and all of that garbage and they decided they were going to honor their trinity. And instead of saying Jesus, they're going to take the name out. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And their influence took over the world because they were a world empire. But the true church, the ones that believe the word of God, they know there's no power in saying, Father, we got a bunch of fathers in here. There's no power in just saying son. We got a lot of sons in here. There's no power in just saying Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has a name. What's that name? What's that name? What's that name? I love that name. I worship that name. I exalt that name. We are the people of the name. Every church in town don't believe this. You'd be surprised. They won't let me preach this in their pulpit. They won't, let, they won't like it. They tag me. They target me. When I was in the shipyard, word circulated that I preached the name of Jesus. And next thing I know, people were looking at me funny. I'm like, what's wrong? I'm only preaching what's in the book. And somebody said, well, brother, the word going around, you Jesus only. 
I said, what? What does that mean? I didn't know. They were telling me who I was. You Jesus only. And I, I got what you mean Jesus only? And man, I tell you what, I said, hold up a second. I'm not Jesus only. I'm Jesus everything. I'm Jesus everything. Jesus in the morning. Jesus at noontime. Jesus in the Oh, hallelujah. Whatsoever, whatsoever you do, do it all. Do it all. Praise God. Can we get that scripture on the screen? Colossians 3, 17. I'm almost finished. Colossians 3 and verse number 17. Oh man, you baptized in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says, and whatsoever. It don't matter what it is. If you're singing, if you're, if you're preaching, if you're praying, if you're driving your car. Whatsoever you do, do it how much? How much? All. all. Everything. Everything. Do all. Do all in the name of the Lord. You got a problem with that? You got, I know who got a problem with it. The devil got a problem with it. The devil got a problem with it. But I don't have no problem with it. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do it all. In the name. Everyone say, in the name. Amen. You're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You've not yet been really baptized. If you got baptized any other way, all you did was get wet. That's all you did. You just got wet. But until you get baptized in the name of Jesus, all your sins, they still on you. Your sins are still on your record. Oh, yes. The Bible says so. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. And the only way to get the blood is to get the name in the water. Come on, say amen. amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. I'm coming in for a landing. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Look at this. Look at this. This is Bible, folks. We call ourselves believers. Jesus said, if you believe me, you're going to do what I tell you. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, number one, repent. And be baptized who? No, who? I can't hear you. Who? That means you, Baptist preacher. That means you, Roman Catholic Pope. That means you, uh, Creflo Dollar, and all those people on television. Every last one of you. It says every one of you, right? That means you, dope dealer. That means you, social worker, it doesn't matter what walk of life you are, what color your skin is, how much money you got, every one of you. And you know what? You don't have to go to Bible college to understand that. Pretty simple. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission. Remission means the washing away, the blotting out, the taking away of sins. And if you would be obedient to God, God said, you shall, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, water and spirit, water and spirit, water and spirit. What's your mama name? If you were baptized, father, son, the Holy Ghost, your mama wrong. But if you were baptized in the name of Jesus, 
your mother like Paul said is Jerusalem which is the mother of us all why Jerusalem why Jerusalem because Jesus said tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power why did Jesus say go to Jerusalem because Jesus knew something was about to be born Jerusalem the church was going to be born in Jerusalem and on that day that the church was born they took that name and they applied it to the water and they became a part of the body of Christ if you are baptized in Jesus name your mother is Jerusalem your mother is Jerusalem your mother is Jerusalem that's the real mother that's the real mother she's the mother of us all what's your mama's name and if you're not sure, get sure. Yes. Bible says make your calling and election sure. You can be sure tonight. Right. You can make sure tonight that you got the right mother. Because I'm not satisfied with blessings. He said, well, Brother Easter, all those denominational churches and all those people out there doing all those other things, they're getting blessed. They got big buildings. Their preachers are driving Cadillacs and BMWs. They got TV ministries. They're building all of this stuff. That's right. Blessings. That's all they got. But I want all. I want everything God has. I want everything God has. Hallelujah. I got to have the right mother. So let me ask you, what's your mama name? And if you haven't been baptized, you ain't been born yet. Then you need to be born the right way. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Mm. Hallelujah. We are blessed people to know the name. We are blessed people to be baptized in that name. Because a lot of people don't have this. A lot of people don't believe it. Some won't receive it. Because they've been doing it wrong for so long. But you can stop doing it wrong. And do it right. And in closing. Just like the picture of Abraham. All his kids. Are gathered around. I'm a child of Abraham. Abraham's my daddy too. We're going to get blessed. He's going to give us gifts. But the Bible says, Jesus said, many shall come to me in that day. And they're going to be saying, Lord, Lord. And Jesus is going to look at him and says, I don't know you. But, but Lord, didn't we, didn't we prophesy in your name? I never knew you. Didn't we? Didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we do all these things in your name? They did everything but baptize in the name. Yeah. And he gave them gifts. And he gave them blessings. And then he said, depart from me. And then he turns to the ones who's got the right mother. And he gives them all that he has hallelujah i'm so glad i'm going to get everything he's got for me i want all that he has would you stand with me i want everything how about you my friend are you satisfied with being just being religious having a good feeling here and there 
why not do what the Bible says why not take on the name of Jesus Christ why not get baptized the right way according to the scripture Acts chapter 10 verse number 48 the Apostle Peter commanded them Peter commanded them. look at the scripture and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord you know something if Peter is my example and I'm supposed to follow the scripture then I'm gonna do that again I'm gonna do that tonight I'm not gonna ask you if you feel like it I'm not gonna ask you if you're ready in the name of the Lord tonight ushers, ushers lock the doors we ain't let nobody escape <laughs> hallelujah we love you we love you, we can't help but tell you the truth now you have an opportunity to change your birth certificate Jesus is coming soon he's coming for people for his name if you need to be baptized today, I want you to come and make your way to the front. If you don't want to come by yourself, ask someone to come with you. But I'm telling you, God wants you to take his name. His name identifies. His name sanctifies. His name separates a people of his name. Jesus, the people of his name. You've been baptized any other way. You need to get it done right today. Jesus knew you'd be here tonight. He wants you baptized today. If you believe, he that believe, Mark 16 and verse 16, he that believe and is baptized shall be saved. There's others that need to come. You've not been baptized, right? You need to get it right today. You may not have another chance, but God is calling you today. If you're watching my live stream and you live in the Newark area, you need to make it your business to make an appointment to get to this church. Perhaps even tonight before we get a chance to close the doors. Make your way. It's that important. It's that important. I'm telling you, it is that important. You stop what you're doing. Get in your car. Get down here to the church. We ready. We ready to baptize you right now. Right now, right now, we're waiting for you. We'll give you a little time to come. But others of you, if you know somebody that needs to be baptized in the name of Jesus, will you join me in prayer? I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I want you to take their names before the Lord right now. God, whatever it is that's hindering them, whatever it is that's blocking their way, I pray that you would move it. Supernaturally move it out of their way. Help them to recognize there's only one faith. There's only one truth. There's only one baptism. And Father God, there's only one mother that matters. And it's Jerusalem. Lord God, bring them to the Jerusalem experience. Help them to experience Pentecost today. Father, we pray for our cousins and nephews and nieces. We pray, Lord, for our in-laws, Lord God, sons and daughters. God, that they would wake up. We pray for mothers and fathers and grandfathers, grandmothers. God, those that are steeped in the tradition of religion. That something would cause them to see the truth today. And make a change before it's too late. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Anybody else want to go down in the water? Anybody else tonight want your sins washed away? Anybody else want their name written in the Lamb's book of life? Because when you take on his name, he writes down your name. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know somebody need to be saved. I guarantee you, if you would reach out to them this week, call them up on the phone and tell them, come on, it's time for you to get baptized. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming back for a people that's for his name. Can you say amen? We're going to sing this song. But as we sing, I want you to prayerfully consider those people that you know that haven't been baptized. I'm talking about even preachers. Preachers that have not been baptized in the name of Jesus. Pray for them. Whole church congregations, I pray God will empty out all these churches and turn them around to the truth of the revelation of his name. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray while we sing this song right now. Father, we pray for our family. We pray for our children. God, we got to have the right mama. It's not enough that we know you and you know us and we feel your spirit. It's not enough to even be filled with the Holy Ghost. But God, we need to have the right mama. We need your name. Let the name of Jesus be exalted. Let the name of Jesus be lifted up. Hallelujah.